What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you so much for tuning in to Nerdy 430, the show where comedian Tim Keck and I talk about nerdy-ish things for 30-ish minutes. My name is Kevin Bauer, and today we are talking about The Batman, the 2022 Robert Pattinson and Andy Serkis thriller. And you know, we had to bring in a special guest for this one. This is somebody that we have meant to have on the show for a very long time. Thrilled he's here with us to talk about the Batman. Ladies and gentlemen, his name is Pat Wise. Pat, thank you so much for coming, man. It's great. Hey, to have thanks you. for having me. Very excited to be here. It's exciting to have you here, Pat. You know, we're world podcasting pals from the political therapy days. Wanted to have you on this podcast forever. Uh, this was like one of the few movies that you would watch that we were doing on the podcast. <laughs> so, so greatly appreciate your presence here. Uh, Pat, big takeaways from the movie. What'd you think? Overarching opinion. Go. Uh, it was pretty long. <laughs> I almost fell asleep a couple times. Uh, which is why I don't go to movies in general. Because especially we went to that nice theater with the nice seats, the recliner seats. Oh, man. Yeah. There were a couple moments where I was like, I could, I could, I could just zone out. I could just close my eyes here, maybe. And <laughs> I will say, as a rule, we have decided on this podcast we are not going to say where this theater is because we are trying to preserve its secrecy. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Well, I won't say where it is. We don't want it our is. hordes of listeners to go there. Yeah, we saw it with Lauren, and after immediately after the show, she goes, "What do you think of the length?" <laughs> it's like, <laughs> "Oh my god, yeah, that's the most accurate thing I've ever heard." Is like, uh. this is a three-hour movie that feels like a three-hour movie. My take is also <laughs> that I that I sharpened last night at the bar was this is uh, this is in a similar tier as Joker and Ben Shapiro, where dumb people are going to think it's way better than it is, like. Not saying that it's bad, not saying this is like a bad movie, but it's got all the makings of something where people are going to be like, this is art. This is a masterpiece. Oh, my God. Like the psyche, all of this stuff when it's really just like, you know, a pretty I think it's a pretty package and a confusing package where like there's just so many holes to poke in this. You know, sometimes we see a show and we're like, how are we going to podcast about this? I loved this. Mm -hmm. And for this one, I feel like I've got so many takes on this. Like a lot of this doesn't make any sense. It's like weirdly repetitive. It's way too long. I mean, it's cool. Everyone should see it, but like I'd watch another one, but it was still like a little bit of a slog sometimes. I don't know, Kevin, what'd you think? I definitely think it was too long. 100% agree with you on the aspect where, you know, it falls in with that, that Joker camp where people are definitely going to uh, read more into this and think that it's brilliant. And I will say that I do think that this was a movie that was done very confidently. I think they made exactly the movie they wanted to make. And I respect the hell out of that. I also want to clear the air up top. I really enjoyed it. Like I did genuinely really enjoy watching this movie. Um, but it is strange because it feels like despite being this movie that I get the feeling didn't have to scale that much about itself back. I get the feeling that nobody really pushed back on too much. They were doing like this is a pretty complete package. I do think that if there were some cuts that had been made, it would have been a better movie overall. You mentioned that there were repetitive things. We were making the joke after seeing it last night where it was like, yeah, but I mean, what are you going to cut? The second and third times Batman is hanging off of a dangling railing, you know, 
it, there's so many things where it's like, why are we seeing this again? But it feels like that is their intention, right? Like it's three, like this movie is like supposed to be a slog. I, I like, I think they intended this movie to be like exhausting because no. you're like, yes, because like they go to the club and then they go to the rooftop thing and then he goes back to the bat cave and he takes off his mask. Then he goes back to the club. Then they go back to the rooftop thing. Then he goes back to the bat cave. Then they go back to the club. Then they go back. It's like this repetitive, like it's slightly changing, but it's this like hypnotic like exa- I mean it's exhausting like they're Dude. doing the same thing over and over again it's repetitive they're like slightly tweaking it they're having the same conversations over and over again it's like it's like a mind fuck I think it's like supposed to be like like exhausting and like confusing and the whole time you're like cool so when is like the shoe gonna drop like when is this gonna happen and it never really does in a way that's like satisfying or makes sense or like has Batman like you know, do a thing that like saves everybody. It's just like, it's just like, I imagine it's like being Batman. Like it's just fucking exhausting and it's every night and it's just like wearing away at you. And I'm not saying I didn't enjoy it, but like the whole, that was like kind of the thing that I was like, I don't think I've ever seen a movie like this before. Like this is crazy. This is nothing like I expected. This is crazy. This is like, they're going for art piece, you know? Yeah, I mean, first off, the the loop that you described is just a loot grind in an RPG. Like you just this is described a video game. most modern video games. This reminded me of a video game so much. The whole time I'm like, this is a video game. All the like audio chunks, like if there was Batman fighting in between, like if you could fight as Batman on a video game in between each of these scenes, it would be amazing. You'd be crazy, right? I don't know. Pat, weigh in on this, but is this a video game you would play? Would I play the video game of Teen Batman going this through movie? his like angsty phase? It was like it, we have emo Batman, which I like. I actually like mm-hmm. Robert Pattinson Batman. Very cool. It's just like a, a teenager being like, I love my parents. I hate my parents. I love <laughs> people that love me. Oh, no, I don't like them. I want to be Batman. Nobody likes me as Batman. Okay, I'll be myself. Oh, everyone loves me as myself. And it's the the whole movie is him trying to figure out who he is, which you don't really need all the repetitive stuff for. I can kind of like I can I can get that without having to be shown it over and over and over again. But also on top of that, they tried to do a murder mystery, which I feel like I feel like they came out really, really strong in the, in the beginning. Mm-hmm. The movie was strong up top, really strong. And then it just did not follow up with any other punches after that. It, it fell flat at the end and they kind of just repeated stuff that had already happened. It was a lot of storytelling that was like, this happens, then this happens, then this happens, then this happens. And not like this is affecting this it's just it's just like here's the story that's it you know man like i think about that oh sorry go ahead i was just gonna (laughs) batman doesn't solve anything in this no he he He, actually actively doesn't he does exactly what the bad guy wants him to do and the police mostly solve the crime or his butler does 
He's really like, good at the little riddles that the Riddler is good at the little the riddles. Yes. Like I had the thought like this Batman is great at Wordle. This Batman is getting right. Wordle on the second try every single day. But this guy, this, this Batman <laughs> figures out every riddle immediately, but still doesn't know who killed his parents. It's like, okay, I don't know. <laughs> You're, but there's also, yeah, he, yeah. Uh, it really frustrated me that in the scene where he's communicating via like texting with the Riddler, when he finds the URL that the Riddler wanted him to find, it yes. reminded me of uh, that music video where there's like texting via Microsoft Excel. They're just going back and forth in this web browser. <laughs> it really bothered me that his Batman was putting question marks at the end of the things that he was sending because it made him seem like he wasn't sure. And so it's like, if you're communicating with this murderer, you got to take shots. When he was solving the riddles live, <laughs> the guy was like, uh, I don't know, uh, sometimes blind, uh, bad if denied. And he's like, it's justice. The answer's justice. There's a period at the end of that. But when he's like browser texting with the Riddler, it's like, he's like, I don't know. Is it this guy who I've already tied up? Who's here right now? He's like, oh, maybe. <laughs> Might as well slap an emoji on the end of that thing, Batman. <laughs> Just tell me. Give me one more hand. Smiley face. <laughs> the one with the monocle where it's kind of like thicker hand on the chin. <laughs> yeah, I exactly. think it's orphan. Man, but he he doesn't solve anything of consequence. He only solves what the Riddler wants him to solve in a traditional Batman or even a detective <laughs> movie. The the protagonist would solve something so that he gets a leg up on the villain. And at no point does Batman do this in the movie. He doesn't ever get a leg up on the Riddler. The Riddler turns himself in and and the Batman might as well not even be there. He's just a pawn the way everybody else is upon. He also doesn't figure anything out. He just finds a person, interrogates them, and then they tell him stuff. And the guy who gives the big reveal, he interrogates like three people. They don't tell him anything. And the person who could have told him, who tells him everything at the end, is the dirty cop that they discovered at the beginning of the movie. So if immediately once he finds a dirty cop, he shakes him down, he gets all the information. He's like, he, like then, then you get one up on the on the guy, but there's this dirty cop just in the background the whole time that he's just like, okay, well, that's fine. They Who also cares point him out cop? like six times. That's the guy. Yeah, we know that's the guy. You've said this four times already. Like, <laughs> you know, I, I think that, I think that habit in this movie might be one of the things that helps connect it to people that are, you know, are like, oh my God, the people that are going to be like, this movie is fucking brilliant is because they go so far out of their way. Anytime there's any kind of a clue right. to most of the time have Commissioner Gordon state explicitly what it is. This movie is so scared that you are going to miss any detail. It felt like an introduction to reading book right. where it's like my first mystery. Exactly. <laughs> It's oh like, pay God. attention. It's this guy's important. This guy, it's like, yeah, yeah. have some intelligence, <laughs> have some respect for your audience. Like, fucking, uh, it's incredible to me that we get the thing where it's like, oh my God, that's the DA. And then Catwoman goes, aren't you the DA? <laughs> he's like, yeah, I'm the DA. And she touches his leg. He's like, let me tell you all the crimes I've <laughs> Which again is like a very video game thing when you're talking to an NPC. Yes. Oh, I love the drug. I love the drops drug, which is just methamphetamine, I guess. It's just something that makes people 
get into a weird like shitty house and huddle together to do it (laughs) uh no idea what it does but the da also likes it so (laughs) you know it's good shit yeah Yeah. this like sort of abstract dropper drug in moderate doses it's a good party drug seems like a lot of people in silicon valley they microdose it (laughs) Yeah, they micro. If you microdose it, it's cool, man. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. microdose it. I, I microdose drops every single day, and I'm just like, I just feel good, no negative energy, yeah, less anxiety. You, it's great. It's not as addictive if you do it that way. Would right. recommend. Like if you start feeling the urge to huddle in a house, you might need to like take a day off. That's a side effect. If you want to huddle in an old abandoned orphanage, <laughs> might be time to call it quits. That Will Smith movie where it's the end of the I'm world. Legend. Yeah, and all the monsters like hide in the in the shadows at night and they come out at night and he like goes into the room and he like flashes a flashlight and they're all just like huddled together. <laughs> they're like, oh, doing drops. I can't believe I guessed I am legend just from that Will Smith movie. I'm pretty proud of myself for that. I yeah, don't know. We were on the same a, page about that. that was that's beautiful. exactly what I was talking about. <laughs> I liked in the beginning how they were, they were explaining all the crimes that Batman was responsible for dealing with. And it was like, you know, uh, he, they just put it out there just to see if, like, to scare people. Uh, again, I think the beginning was really strong. There was like that there that he's like the darkness. He comes out. He just like scares criminals, and some of these criminals are are beating up people and just like harassing people. And then some are just like tagging. <laughs> Look like yeah. Batman's like <laughs> like taking out people who are just doing graffiti. <laughs> He's spending most of his time just like scaring artists. <laughs> I mean, that's what's scary, right? They're going to throw the book at you no matter how minor your offenses. Yeah, exactly. You are being made an example of by the Batman. I would love to see all the crimes. And then he actually shows up to the tagger and he's like, I'm not going to let you do this in my city. And just beats the shit out of on, on the steps yeah. of the Capitol bank. Yeah. The guys, the guys, the guys vandalizing a bank and Batman shows up like, like the people who like clean up the chase bank windows after like a black yeah, lives exactly. matter, like March. It's just like, who are you protecting the, the, the enemy you are representing the, the, the 1%. I don't know. There's a little copaganda in these There's movies. definitely some copaganda in oh, this big time. Yeah. I was talking to Lauren yeah. about that. The scene where Commissioner Gordon brings Falcone out of the club and he's like, looks like not all cops. Like, did we just <laughs> did we just get that moment? First off, he has absolutely no means by which to prove that all of those cops aren't dirty. We've yeah, just no the entire just showed movie up. figuring out. It is their job. The whole precinct. It's insane that they aren't dirty. It's insane that they aren't all dirty. I they should all they be are. dirty. He should. They should walk outside. All the cops should be there, and they should be like, "Commissioner Gordon, put your gun down," or whatever, you know. And then they go underground, and then it's like a better movie, you know. Dude, Lauren the idea of the entire too. police force showing out is crazy. Well, the police force out there, they would have no incentive if they knew that the jig was up and that like the boss of their operation was being taken down. They have literally no incentive not to side with Commissioner Gordon, their boss on paper. Right. Versus the person mm. they have been working for, which would put also, them out of the Also, all the other job. people that were in charge are out now. So that's power grab that's going to happen within the police department, too. So they're all dirty cops. Isn't so that it's the all whole dirty point cops that just flipped? Gotham is that Gotham just keeps getting worse, even though like Batman's there. It just like continues. It's been two years and like it's just shittier than before. 
and yeah. they're like, oh, we need change. It's like, yeah, but, every, but all the criminals are just like, I'm just sick of it. I like to think Batman is like a taped up car window where it's like, look, it's not supposed to be permanent. It's just Batman is there to help you get to uh, the garage where you can get a new thing fixed. He's just trying to save your life long enough for you to move somewhere else. Yeah, he's a spare tire. Is this Batman is a spare tire? <laughs> yeah. On a broken down city. It's a Band-Aid solution. Should we do some beefs and thieves? Yes, let's do it. I think that I got a couple of things I want to talk about. I think this would be a, a good Go venue for it. to do it. So beef, this directly follows on to what Pat was talking about with the detective movie element. They really, I think they really like did a great job selling you with the Riddler stuff early on in this movie. I'm with Pat on that. It sets up this really compelling like villain. It, the movie was described to me before I saw it as like, what if you put Batman in the movie seven? And I think they did yeah. a pretty good job delivering on that, especially considering the fact that this was a PG 13 movie. Like it was really dark. It was really grim. And some of the shit the Riddler was doing was really disturbing for a PG 13 movie. The problem is the movie was so long and it was trying to do so much other shit. They get so lost in trying to figure out what the Riddler is so mad about that partway through the second act, after we had that stuff happen with Falcone, I had a moment in the theater where I was like, wait a minute, the Riddler's in this movie. Where the <laughs> fuck has he been for the past 45 right. minutes? Like, there's just this massive gap where he dips out. And we don't really see anything. We know that he's trying to get after Bruce Wayne for a while. We don't really see anything coming of the fact that Bruce wasn't there. There's no more like real attempts on Bruce Wayne's life that we see. It's just strange. It's like, why wouldn't the Riddler be bothered by the fact that he can't find Bruce Wayne? So that's a big beef for me is that he disappears when I think the movie needs him the most. Yeah. And it's not like he's disappearing to like and, and they're actively looking for him. Yeah, they're not really looking for him. They never really look. They're just sort of like following the clues. I feel like as a person who loves a good murder mystery cipher movie, especially the whole thing has got to be you have to be completely consumed with the mass murderer. Everything mm -hmm. else is secondary. Like you yes. can deal with Falcone later. He's not killing anybody actively. So it's not really that important. You know, in the Riddler is like, oh, you know, this goes really deep. You got to figure out the clues. But like the cops are like, I don't care about this. I need to find out who your next victim is. Yeah. The drama in those movies is like, oh, some family stuff came up. I'm good. I'm going to start dealing with this family stuff. Oh, he killed again. I, I have to go. I can't finish this thread with my family and my personal life. I have to put my personal life on hold to go back to the case. And as the, as the case goes on, that gets harder and harder to do. And that's how you build tension in this kind of movie. But they literally put the murderer away. They put him in a box and then Batman just goes and talks to a bunch of people about his parents. And <laughs> then when he's done, yep. he comes back yep. to the Riddler and the Riddler does one thing and then they're done with the Riddler. So the Riddler turns himself in. He goes to yeah, the diner. Gives Batman doesn't up. do anything. Yeah. And then he's like, this is my master plan. Him and Batman have a nice talk. Batman's like, no, I'm not going to join your team, even though you're in jail now. And like, what's the point of this? The Riddler's like, no, nothing's going according to plan. It's like the dumbest shit. This is so fucking stupid. It makes no goddamn sense and leads into one of my biggest beefs, which is like there's no like boss fight in this. 
There's no big bad that he like. There's no like he doesn't fight the Riddler. He doesn't fight the penguin. He just beats the shit out of these old men who are getting other people to do their dirty work. Like that's the he's fighting henchmen the whole time. And then even at the end, when it's like the Riddler's master plan is to what flood the city. You know, when we finally heard that the city was even capable of being flooded when the Riddler flooded it, like mm-hmm. we didn't know about. <laughs> he's like, we've got all these car bombs go off going off and i was like oh that's nothing we shouldn't be worried about this there's also no riddle about that seven there's there's no riddle for it (laughs) it has no connection to anything the riddler has talked about it is it doesn't reference anything it doesn't allude to anything it doesn't have targets it's completely random and then he has all of his i thought it would be his orphan friends that are the shooters i don't know if that's necessarily the case i was thinking that too I remember they were like, he has 500 followers. I was like, that's, that's not a lot. Yeah. That's nothing. <laughs> Is that supposed to be a lot? Are we supposed to think that's a lot? It's like nerdy for 30 levels. Oh like he's God. not going <laughs> to want anything. I never knew that we had enough followers to impress a cop. Yeah. <laughs> we, but then they all go to the equivalent of Madison square garden with their guns. And they're all just going to shoot the people in Madison square garden. I think it's called Gotham square garden. <laughs> yeah, it's Gotham Square Garden, but they're they're in there and their plan is just to shoot whoever, I guess, happens to be in the area and wanders in there. Like, yeah, what, I don't know what, what the plan is there. It doesn't what's make the plan? sense. What's the point of that? They've they don't even try to shoot anybody. Rifles to yeah. shoot people one at a time. But the mayor first. There's nothing creative about it. Why can't they can't do something where like the mayor's evacuated to a secret room. And so that's where they're waiting for her or like, I don't know, like it doesn't trigger anything that like has a deeper meaning. It's just we're done with the Riddler. Now we want to do a scene where the Batman is fighting in a flooding, you know, Madison Square Garden. It's like it doesn't make any it doesn't make any sense. That's my biggest beef. It's like it could just make sense. They work so hard to make things make sense and then they don't at the end. They don't care. I think they they spend the time making the shift that Batman makes from vengeance to hope. That's the whole point. But they do that in such a roundabout way that it kind of throws all the other characters under the bus. Like Riddler is not there to give Batman his uh, shifted character. The Riddler is there for himself or for whatever. But then he floods the place. He's like, oh, hey, now you're going to have to choose between vengeance and saving people. But like, that's not what the Riddler's there to do. He's there to expose corruption or whatever. But then, like, right. then, what does flooding the city do to help corruption? That is antithetical to what you're trying to do. And and then he's like, oh, well, they have this. We killed the mayor, so they had this new mayor who is was saying that the renewal project was BS. And then he's like, oh no, she's bad too, so we'll shoot her. It's like, okay, what? Yeah, I guess the mayor shared all of his values, right? And it's like, I get that you don't you're cynical <laughs> about the system itself, but like you gotta make that point a little bit earlier in the movie. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it'd be like someone trying to kill Bernie Sanders. It's just like, why? <laughs> what are you? <laughs> OK, I, I want to kill Bernie Sanders. Why, why? Well, I agree with everything he says. But OK, <laughs> so but it's, it's in the it's, system. We can't trust him. But he actively tries to fight frequently. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, look at his voting record. 
Um, yeah, this woman has has she been in charge yet? Have she had any actual power? Uh, have you seen what she's done with the power? I don't know, Riddler. I don't feel like you're going to kill her immediately. I get. I guess you could make the argument that he's trying to just flood the system and trying to like wipe it clean, but he doesn't even really make that argument. That's not. He's just like screaming into his iPhone about and breathing hard. I think Paul Dano was really fun though, as mm-hmm. as that character. He was He's awesome. so creepy. I love it. I totally you got agree. Any, uh, you got any big beefs, Pat? What's your biggest beef with the movie? And then we'll get into thieves and talk about a great Paul. Dano I is. wish. I mean, I don't know who decides these things, but I kind of wish it was rated R because I wanted it to be sexier. I wanted them to fuck. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> now uh, you're talking about uh, Paul Dano. And the penguin, right? Paul Dano and his 500 followers. I wanted them all to. Fuck. You're talking about Jeffrey Wright and John Turturro. Yeah, John Turturro also fucking the penguin would have been fun. I'm talking about Andy Circus and that <laughs> other person that works for Wayne Manor that have a an incredible amount of chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> I liked Zoe Kravitz. I thought she was great. I was into her. It's another character that they kind of like threw under the bus too, where she's just like cares about her friend, but then also this whole time she was robbing them. I don't know. I don't care for the propaganda. I don't care for the the narrative of like the National Guard comes in and that's the real, the only thing that will save Gotham is the federal government. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the only thing that I stops bad they cops is good cops. Too. Sorry. The only thing that stops bad cops is good cops. It's or like higher ranking cops. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You need federal troops to come in because the city is corrupt. With the, with, the, with the state and federal government, totally fine. So just send them in. Um, yeah. I My beef was that I wish they had just stuck with one movie instead of six. That's, I feel like, my issue with a lot of these movies is they don't. They want it to be a lot of things and then they end up screwing up all of them by doing that. Yeah. I love a murder mystery. I would have loved to just see the Zodiac, but it's Riddler. You know, they're mm-hmm. all they're doing is solving the riddles and trying to get Riddler from stopping to murder people. Stop, get him to stop. And how frustrating it is for like to have to like solve all these clues and see the cops get really frustrated and be like, I'm sick of playing these games. You know, I just want to go bust some heads. I think Batman does that. He gets frustrated and he starts like hitting people harder. And then people are like, whoa, <laughs> chill. You got to relax, dude. <laughs> and I mean, if you do that, you still get to have a movie where, you know, you're exposing crime at the municipal level. But like, yeah, maybe in a way that more directly impacts Paul Dano. It seems like the thing that bothered the Riddler about this stuff was that it existed at all i mean was the renewal money supposed to specifically go to the orphans and it didn't like i think I'm confused. so okay yeah. the, the there was a billion dollars that was being donated from the wayne foundation to part of that money was going to orphanages or going to an, this orphanage and then he dies and they just take all the money and they don't actually send it to the orphanage so he's getting yeah. back at all the people who took away his money from him that would have they were been all arguing over a better. trust fund 
Let's uh, let's do some rapid fire thieves at the end because we've been uh, going pretty hard at this movie. But I think I also enjoyed it. Uh, so I did too. <laughs> gotta do something positive. Uh, Kevin, what's your biggest thief for the movie? Who or what stole the show for you? Biggest thief was that I think this is the scariest they've ever made. Batman. I don't think they did it perfect every time. Um, you know, the fact that we saw multiple scenes where he just kind of quietly walked out of the shadows for the first one, it was cool for the second one. We had just been with him. So we weren't like surprised to see him again. Uh, but they had that. The car chase scene was incredible. The Batmobile scene was incredible. And I'm on record on this podcast to saying that I thought the car stuff in the trailer was lame. But they played this straight up horror movie music, like this cacophony of strings and like a choir screaming that it's like what you play with the monsters coming towards the protagonist in a horror movie. They played that for the car. But why aren't we playing that? It was so cool. Why aren't we playing that just when Batman's coming out of the shadows? They did such a fucking good job making him intimidating. And I just wanted them to take it the extra step. Yeah. How about you, Tim? Agreed. He brought it. I mean, I think it's pretty easy to make him Robert Pattinson, Pattinson, the thief. Like his Batman is as good as anybody's, you know, it's not like, I don't know if I'm going to say he's like the best, but it was, it was damn good. I was surprised. I was really bummed when he took off the mask, like emo Batman, you know, young kid, Bruce Wayne. I'm like, I, I don't know if that does, really does it for me, but I was shocked how good he looked in the costume, how good he sounded in the costume. Like Batman was so fucking cool. His armor was like insane. I liked the like their take on him, you know, like Ben Affleck was kind of like a transition from like Christopher Nolan when he's not like agile and like disappearing like a ninja. He's just like more of a bruiser with like a ton of tech. And then this is like just a man in like body armor who is impervious to bullets until the end of the movie. And he just punches people and he just walks into places and he punches people, which was like kind of my a beef because you know, like kind of Batman's thing is that he just appears and disappears at will. And we just like, oh, that's Batman. That's what he does. But then they show him like needing to walk into places and like needing to like walk out of places. And that kind of dispels the belief that he can just reappear like he can reappear, or disappear unless he can't reappear or disappear. And then he has to like run away from a bunch of cops or I don't know. It got kind of blurry, but I still liked I liked a lot of the stuff they did, even when he's like flying in the thing, like his costume is like old school. It's like rags. He's taking big hits when he like falls off of stuff like their their idea of Batman and what he is in this was, I thought, a very cool and original take on a character that we've seen like a billion versions of. I I thought it was very cool. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Pat, what about you? Your biggest thieves? My thief? Yeah, uh, I think the sound design was excellent. I mm. I disagree with you, Kevin. I think that they did a lot of good uh, sound for when Batman and Paul Dano both do their thing. Like when Paul Dano hits somebody in the head, there's this like scream that happens. And I think it's like supposed to maybe be Paul Dano's scream too, but it is terrifying. And it, they did a good job of the sound uh, of, of it did a good job designing the fear element. I think that a, a good horror movie is mostly sound. I also, I wasn't crazy about the car chase scene, but that car is cool, man. I like the, I like the Batman of like, this is a teen Batman who 
is sort of like building all this stuff, like getting ready. His suit is not fully ready. His like car is not fully ready, but you can see where it's going. And I love that. I love like, this is a guy who's like starting to figure it out. Everything's still kind of like, you know, DIY, but you're like, oh yeah, this is the beginning of, of him being a total badass. So I'm into that. I liked it. I, and you know, I like Zoe Kravitz too. I liked all the acting. I think was great. I just think as a, I think the writing was kind of trash, but everything else is good. Dude, I yeah. will say one writing line that I think got all of us in the theater was when Gordon's like, you know, you could have pulled that punch. And he's like, I did. <laughs> I did. I did pull that punch. I'm just so fucking strong because I'm Batman. It's like, oh my God. There, w- there was a thing in it where there's a point in the movie when Batman asks what happened to his parents to like three different movies and they each tell him something different and each time he believes them. <laughs> and, and the la- and there was one where he's like his, you know, Alfred has like just woken up from a coma. And the first thing Batman does is start berating him about his parents. <laughs> you and, lied to me. And and so Batman's finally like, oh, so Falcone killed my parents. <laughs> and Literally, Andy three, is like, like two minutes later before that, he was like. <laughs> Oh, so Morani killed my parents. And then two <laughs> seconds later, another person's like, no, that's not true. And he's like, oh, it's not true. <laughs> and then, you, you're not very smart. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> you see, then after Andy, he goes, oh, so so-and-so killed my parents. And Andy Serkis is like, I wish I knew for sure. And Pat, and Pat in the theater goes, so nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> nobody knows who did this. There's, there's no way to know. <laughs> but he believes yeah. all of them this like mystery of we don't know what happened is like okay that, does that matter right now i don't know i just don't find it very important yeah yeah that That's was a about lot. the time i went to the bathroom because i was like i don't i don't really care about this relationship <laughs> i i was very worried about taking bathroom breaks and this it turns out is a perfectly fine movie to take bathroom yeah. breaks during you could take can. a ton and come back and they're probably just redoing a scene from 20 minutes ago anyway yeah so. if you missed it they'll say it again i'll let you know nothing's sure changed that you pick up the pieces oh fantastic um any final thoughts from anybody final thought from me is Sorry, real real quick on i just i was on twitter and i just saw ben shapiro tweeted at this morning at 7 58 a.m i regret to inform you that the batman is bad so if we are saying that it's bad we're agreeing with ben shapiro i'm not saying that it's bad i'm agreeing his sister's hot up top <laughs> bingo <laughs> bingo boingo ben shapiro was a hot was sister but go ahead it's kevin sorry oh i yeah I, I don't think it's bad overall i had a really good time um and uh, I definitely don't. I, I have absolutely no opinion on Ben Shapiro's sister, but uh, I did we'll think send that you some in this movie. I, please don't. <laughs> you will I, after. No, I'm telling you, don't. you're going to have pictures. I don't. The one thing he's right about. His sister is hot. Did he say his sister's hot? Uh, yeah. yeah he always didn't. talks about how beautiful his sister about? is and stuff. It's weird. He just like he shared the pictures of his sister being like, I can't get over how beautiful my sister is in these pictures. And it's just like her looking oh, really hot. Oh, that's I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if that was a meme because... or something. I don't want to derail this whole thing with that. No, no, no. Let's we get got into no it. time left. Last night you claimed that nobody ever sold Coca-Cola slushies and that is patently untrue. So I don't know <laughs> oh what God. I can yeah. trust from you anymore. <laughs> Tim was talking about in the line how he didn't care <laughs> if it was a Pepsi or a Coke. Like 
what a monster what's wrong yeah. with you oh i'd love to get in how wrong i was but we got to wrap this up thank <laughs> you so much for joining us pat appreciate it anything you want to plug too late we'll do it in the comments uh on behalf of myself and kevin thank you for joining us thank you for listening give us a rate and review if you can five stars five stars and stay nerdy friends bye